Hi, welcome to this podcast, Famous Book Lessons and Summaries. And today, we'll be looking at the summary of the book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth by T. Hav Eker. Summary of the Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. If your subconscious money blueprint is not set on success, nothing you learn Nothing you know and nothing that you accomplish will truly make a difference. In the introductory part, Eka went ahead to say that the rich think in a certain way, while the poor think in a very different way. The ways of thinking of each other determine their actions and thereby their results. To become rich, it's necessary to start thinking how the rich think. Ika aims to give us the missing link between wishing for success and achieving success. For there is effectively a world of differences between the two. The book is divided into two parts and this episode will be focusing on part one. In the first part, T. Have Ika explains how each of us is conditioned to think and act in terms of money. He then presents four key strategies for revising our money blueprint. What to understand in this case is that roots creates fruits. The laws of nature determine that what is in the ground creates what comes out of the ground. What is invisible creates what is visible. Imagine a tree with fruits. If the fruits displease you for one reason or another and you want to change them, you will have to change the tree and more particularly its roots. What you do to the fruits will not affect their nature. You can't change the fruits that are already hanging on the tree. You can, however, change tomorrow's fruits, and for that, you will have to dig into the soil and strengthen the roots. We live in a world of casualty. Our existence happens in at least four realms, the physical world, the mental world, the emotional world, and the spiritual world. What is imperative to understand is that the physical world, the one we see, is only the consequence of the other tree. Yes, money is a result. Wealth is a result. Health is a result. Illness is a result. Weight is a result. (laughs) Our external world is only the result of our inner world. If things are not going well in our outer life, it's because things are not going well in our inner life. And the only way to change them will be to change our inner world first. As human beings, we are part of nature. It is how we have an internal money blueprint that determines our visible financial results. What Ika calls the mental or internal money blueprint is a sort of financial thermostat 
that will continuously keep us in a certain financial zone. Thus, if we suddenly find ourselves with a large sum of money without being internally prepared, there is a big risk that this money will disappear very quickly. Everyone has already heard of these little winners who, no matter how large the prize money is, quickly return to their original financial state. That is the amount they are used to handling. In the same way, the millionaires who owe their fortune to their own efforts will manage to recover their financial level quickly enough if they are led to lose their fortune. A very good example is Donald Trump. He lost everything and then regained everything and even more a few years later. What happens is that even if they lose their fortune, millionaires never lose the essential ingredient to their success, their millionaire mind. We create our own reality in a certain way. A very important formula that summarizes how we create our reality and our financial situation is thoughts leads to feeling and feelings lead to actions and actions leads to results. Everything comes from our thoughts and where do our thoughts come from? Primarily from information and programming that we have received in the past. In a way, to be complete, the formula we have just looked at should be information and programming leads to thoughts and thoughts lead to feelings and feelings leads to actions and actions leads to results. It will be by changing our programming that we'll be able to take the first step to change our results. But before that, let's see how this programming came about. There are three factors that intervene in our programming. In every realm of our lives, including the financial realm, we are conditioned in three main ways. The first influence is verbal programming. Everything we hear about money when we are young stays in our subconscious and directs our financial life. Phrases like, money is the root of all evil, the rich are greedy, the rich are criminals, you have to work hard to make money, it's not for people like us, we can't afford it, and so on, continues to have an impact on us as adults and guide all our decisions about money. If we are conditioned verbally to see wealth as something bad or inaccessible to us, loyalty to our friends and family can very much prevent us from reaching a higher standard of living than those we love. The second influence is modeling. We learn a lot by example. In terms of money as well, we tend to act as we saw our parents act. Therefore, it's interesting to find out how our parents behaved. Were they spenders or thrifty? Did they invest wisely or not at all? Did they take risk or they were conservative? And did they always have money in the bank or was it sporadic? 
Did money come easily or was it difficult? Was money a source of joy at home or a cause of arguments? In financial terms, most of us tend to be like one of our parents or both. Unless you want to adopt a totally opposite attitude out of anger or rebellion, whatever we do, it's not unrelated to what we experienced in childhood. The third influence, specific incidents. The experiences we make in relation to rich people, money or wealth when we are children shape the beliefs that lead us into adulthood. Depending on whether we associate money with pleasure, freedom, security or otherwise, we will behave differently in financial matters. If you have associated money with negative experiences, chances are that you will have trouble earning or keeping it. On the other hand, if money evokes pleasant memories, it will certainly be easier for you to lure it to you. In the same vein, it's important to find the reason for making money or succeeding. If the desire is rooted in fear, anger, or the need to prove yourself, it is almost certain that money will not bring you happiness. Why, you may ask, because you can't solve any of these problems with money. Money only accentuates what is already there. If it's fear, more money will only change the kind of fear that will have to be faced. Instead of being afraid of not having enough, you will be afraid of being attacked, stolen from, losing everything you have. Unless you tackle the fear at its roots, no amount of money can help you. In the case of people who are driven to prove that they are good enough, no amount of money can really elevate the pain of not feeling worthwhile. Since the outer world reflects the inner world, the belief of not being enough creates the reality of not having enough. The not enough becomes the dominant mode in which one operates. As for anger as a motivation to succeed, it will lead to an association of ideas between money and anger. Therefore, by having more money, you will have more anger. If you want to get rid of anger, you unintentionally run the risk of also getting rid of your money. And we have four strategies to revise your money blueprints. In relation to each of the influences determining our money blueprint, T. Have Ika proposes four key steps to change our programming. The first is awareness. Before all things, to be able to change an attitude, a behavior, you must realize how you function. Therefore, it's necessary to observe yourself and examine yourself under a magnifying glass to identify your thoughts, your fears, your beliefs, your habits, your actions, and even your inactions. The second strategy to revise your money blueprint is understanding. Then, we will try to find out where our thinking comes from. We will recognize that it does not come directly from us, that is, it is not an integral part of ourselves. It's only a file that was classified into our mind a long time ago. 
The third strategy to revise our money blueprint is dissociation. From the moment we realize that our way of thinking was external to us, we can decide to keep it or let it go, depending on what we have become today and the goals we have for tomorrow. The fourth strategy to revising our money blueprint is declaration. Finally, we will firmly express our intention to do or be something and to take all the necessary actions to turn that intention into a reality. A declaration is a positive affirmation that is expressed loudly with conviction. Take example, I can and I will. I am a success. Those are examples of declaration. This sends a powerful message to our subconscious and releases a strong energy into all the cells of our body. To conclude this first part, T. Havika challenges the readers by asking them what their money blueprint is. To answer this question, he suggests that we examine the results. In quotes, he said, Check your bank account. Check your income and your net worth. Check your investment success. Check your business success. Check if you are spending or saving money. And check if you manage your money well. Check if you are consistent or inconsistent. Check how hard you work to earn your money. And check your relationships in light of the money. End of quote. And if you are not happy with your results, know that, in quotes, the only way to change your financial success permanently is to reset your financial thermostat, your internal money blueprint. Wow. We will talk about the part two of the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, in our next episode. Remember, this series of podcasts was born to provide you with life lessons, business lessons, and summaries of your favorite bestsellers. Subscribe today, and if there's any book you need a summary on, do let us know. Also, share your thoughts with me, and I will be glad to respond to you. I am Onuzuriki. Chukwa Gozie. See you on the next one.